second edition. I thought the first edition went really well with Will. Now, uh, you know, I feel like we're in a little bit of a competition here as far as bringing in the best guest. And uh, you brought in Will. Uh, you know, in a second here, we're going to get Carlos. But, uh, you know, I feel like we keep up in the ante and pretty soon. There's you know, nowhere to gonna... go. No, because, you know, you're going to get uh, Magic Johnson. Then, then eventually Peter Guber will come on. Well, and I'm going to have to go like Barack Obama or something. I don't know. Let me just say this right now. Uh, here's to uh, Brian, Yachty, and Kenny at Heineken. You can sponsor shooting the shot. I'm just saying. Absolutely. See this wine? It could easily be a Heineken. Easily. Um, right, where's our guest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my friend. <laughs> Welcome. Oh. <laughs> Mexico. Cheers, my friend. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on, dude. Pleasure. How are you? I'm doing well, dude. I'm doing well. Um, so uh, you were you, you're the second guest. Last week we had uh, Will Farrell, which is obviously the funniest guy in the room. But now we have the LAFC MVP of the league, Golden Boot, Carlos Vela. Needs no introduction. Um, and uh, you know. Originally, I texted Carlos to come on, and he thought he was going to be you, Larry. He thought he was going to be the host. So I'm sure he's a little relieved that he's not the host, and he's just answering a few questions here. For sure. And, and Carlos, I'm sure you can appreciate, I think maybe we need to make Jordan feel a little bit more comfortable, because <laughs> with you, we have the 2019 MLS Most Valuable Player. 2019 MLS Golden Boot winner. And with me, you have the 2019 MLS Doug Hamilton Executive of the Year. And I'm just afraid that Jordan's feeling a little bit unworthy right now of being on with you and me. Well, I don't think so. He has a lot of confidence. So I, I for like sure he has more, more things than us. Yeah. yeah I, like to, I like to surround myself with people, like accomplished people, because it raises me to that level, it gets me up there, right? Executive of the year, it's only a matter of time before I follow suit, Larry. For sure, <laughs> got you under my wing right now. <laughs> um, so I wanna congratulate you on your anniversary, a new baby. Um, now, now what, what, uh, what sex do you want it to be? Because I wanted a boy and uh, I've got two girls now and so I'm, I was originally pretty disappointed. It's still kind of out there. But, um, you know, if you get two boys, I'm just going to be jealous, man. I know already what sex it is. Oh, you don't so, have to. We won't, we, won't do the, we won't do the exclusive on uh, shooting the shot. That, that would be money for us. Money. You have to send me the check before I answer that. <laughs> we're, waiting, we're waiting for people.com. But only, I want a girl. Yeah. And I have a girl. Yeah! <laughs> so, I have one boy, one girl, so I'm complete. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations, oh, Thank you, thank dude. you. Oh, I do my a good goodness. job. 
you're gonna turn to mush dude i uh, i can't get mad like i can't get mad at my daughters i mean one's can't talk back to me yet but the other one talks back all the time and i just can't get mad i'm like anything she wants i'm gonna give her and and kim has to be the enforcer all the time so just get ready for that i know everybody say the same so <laughs> i'm really excited but it's a hard situation because you know the guys we are really bad so you have to be ready for that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah speaking of that what did you get your wife for her anniversary because i mine was what year was it first off what year what year how many years have you been married uh two but we two to get married but we are together for a long time ago so but so, officially two years yeah so larry what is the two-year gift because the five-year gift was like i looked it up and it, it said wood and what are you supposed to do with wood so i got her like i got her a wood candle like a wood scented candle i got her um like the best whiskey it was like a wood reserve whiskey because she wasn't drinking at the time so she wanted like some booze so i got her some whiskey for when she was done with the baby um but i feel like i feel like we might have had different gifts well um <laughs> considering that sherry and i celebrated our second anniversary 30 years ago i i, I don't know what i got <laughs> what's the key to longevity larry uh, you know, uh, I believe that uh, Carlos Vela might have said this at one point uh, in an interview. Happy wife, happy, happy life. There you it go. is. Yeah. I learned from you. You know, I, I heard good <laughs> things about that and I say, I have to do it. You got to follow the executive of the year, you know. Of course, always. Um, what are you doing right now in quarantine? I know um the team issued uh everyone a bike one of those kaiser bikes um are you just cycling are you trying to run are you getting in the pool what are you doing i'm trying to do everything you know it's, this quarantine is really hard it's a long long time and i start really excited doing bike after that i say i need to run after two days i say i need to come back to the bike <laughs> I have the mirror, I, everything. I try everything. So I'm trying to do something. It's the important thing. So you have to be happy I'm doing something because if you don't, you know, I need a two precision or something like that after that. Listen, as, as someone that is uh, riding your coattails, I'm very happy you're doing something. Um, I, yeah. I feel like at the end of this, um, we're going to have a, a, a better cycling team than a football team come end of quarantine because everybody has a bike and that's all they're doing because i can't run like on the street i'll run but i'm i'm getting too old carlos i can't run on the cement no your knees your knees are not prepared for that it's so, terrible so stay in the I've, bike <laughs> i've been doing uh peloton so i recommend peloton it's amazing i tried to buy one but they they canceled it took three weeks to get here it's ridiculous. They stopped, they stopped the product, so was not chance to get one. I know somebody. I know somebody. I could help you, you out. Give me the number. I, I know somebody. Um, how are you doing with your kids and everything? Oh, good. Or kids, one to, kid, but one on the I'm way. trying to be the, the brother, you know. It's hard because even when we wake up, I have to be ready for run, take our cars, so... I'm the only guy in the in the house for him, so 
I have to play with him all day. So it's a long, long day. So is he old enough where you allow him to play video games? No, it's not. It's three years. Ah, okay. He want to play with the cars, with the, you know, a scooter. So I have to push myself. It's it's really tough, Larry. I'm telling you, man. I like, promise try- you, it's more easy to go to training to be here playing with my kid all day. Yeah. I have less time now than I did when we were, like, in full season, full go, because you wake up, you have to, like, I do school with my four-year-old. Then at the end of it, you know, got to do breakfast. Then I'm trying to get my own workout in. Then she wants to go for a, a run around the block. It's like endless. It's endless. And now that we have the newborn, it doesn't stop at, at any point. So I'm doing yeah. what? To, to be fair, it's more difficult to my wife because she have a two kids now. <laughs> crazy. She said to me like, hey, before the quarantine was one kid. Now I have two. So I have to say thank you. So how's she doing? How's she doing with that? I don't know, but she is some, some part of the day she, she said to me, like, please go out and go to run or do something. I don't want to see you. <laughs> Does she let you play Mario Kart? Word on the street is you're a world-class Mario Kart player. My work, I like the baby Mario. The original. This, the baby, the small and fast. Dude, we we played on flights coming back, and I was blown away at how good this guy was at Mario Kart. I have no idea how somebody gets that good. Him and Dio at gaming are the best gamers I've ever seen. And I don't know, like, I don't have that much time in the day to be able to game like that. How, like, have you have you played Dio? Did you beat Dio? Well, he's better than me. He don't have a life, a social life. He's playing all day, I think, because he's good on FIFA, Mario Kart. I don't know how he does, but he's really good. Did you happen to see uh, Dio playing FIFA against your friend uh, Javier on Sunday? I didn't watch the game, but I heard Dio win, so it's not a surprise. Dio's really good and Chicharito's really bad. So Have you played him? Have you played him at any games? I play him. Like FIFA in the World Cup, but he's really bad. He's talk and talk and talk, but he's really bad. Well, <laughs> he talks. He talks too much. He doesn't pay attention to the game. Too much. He <laughs> wanna talk all day. So. He's well, and you'll appreciate that Dio scored multiple times. He played uh, Chicharito, and then he played against uh, one of the players from Chicago, and he scored multiple times as himself. Really? Yeah. Did, were you able to check out the uh, Jordan documentary uh, yesterday? Were you able to watch that? Ah, uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you it was think? Really good, really good. I was so excited. Like I said to my wife, it's bedtime, but I know, I know it's bedtime. But today, let me, let me alone, please. I somehow I, got my wife to watch it with me, really? which was a shocker. She fell asleep like twice. But I, I made it, I hyped it up so much that she actually watched it. But I knew you being a big basketball fan that you would have watched that without a doubt. Yeah, my wife tried to watch, but after 10 minutes, said to me, like, you're a freaky guy. I go, I go to, to take a, the kid and I go to the bed. So I said, yes, please. Today I leave you alone. 
I come, I go to the room after that. I only wish all 10 episodes were there. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next one. So I'm curious, Carlos. um, I actually lived in Chicago at the time and would go to see Michael and Scotty um, during all of those championship runs. You were a relatively young guy when Michael was playing, do you have any memory of watching him play when you were a kid? Yeah, of course, because my brother, my father loved basketball too. So they put all day or football or basketball. So I, I was all, all day watching a sport. So I remember the last, the last championship because it was the most recent thing to, to me. And I remember when Michael scored against Utah. So yeah, I have good memories. Great. And have you ever thought, you know, Michael took a little bit of time off to try his hand at another sport? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I'm more in this quarantine, so I'm thinking a lot of things, not only sports. I'm, I don't know what, what I do now, so I'm preparing myself for everything. Uh, I mean, time off. I, I don't know if, if I have a chance to actually practice other sports to be able to uh try to do that but 18 how long did he take off larry about 18 months two years two years of like playing a baseball and a half baseball yeah he was terrible at baseball though he was not very good he was not he very was terrible good. but he, he was tried. Terrible. he tried it's a good thing he looked like uh in the batter's box did you ever see him swing in the batter's box, it was like his legs were so long, he looked like a spider up there. He couldn't actually and swing the bat. He didn't, also, there was no way he was making major leagues. Also playing golf, he's too, too big. <laughs> you know, I've, the, seen, I've seen his golf swing, though. It's pretty decent, though. No, it's really good, but he's really big. So every, the rest looked like really, really small. <laughs> <laughs> so the never really proven or established but the story seems to be that maybe he had to take time off from basketball because he liked to gamble uh any truth to the rumor that harvey likes to gamble (laughs) i I think it's worse than michael (laughs) i don't know how how much michael liked to gamble but no more than harvey for sure listen listen whoa whoa okay hold on Okay, Beta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beta is the one who used to drag us out. We would, after games, you'd come to our room and we'd be like, hey, do we want to go to the casino tonight? And it'd be like, I don't know. Beta would be like, I'm in. Let's go to the casino. And I'm like, oh, all right, Beta, let's go. Let's go. It was never anything bad other than that, that one in Toronto where I get kicked off. But like, other than that, <laughs> no, nobody ever, nobody ever. Nobody ever lost anything, you know. I feel like we, we won each and every time, and it was only after a good win. It was a good win. It was, uh, you know, a few guys. It was team bonding, and uh, there was only the Toronto time. You could tell Larry about the Toronto time. But I think when we go out to casinos because we have a good game, so you go with a good rhythm, good feeling, so it's impossible to lose. But this time in Toronto was crazy, Larry. <laughs> I say to the to the casino, it's not my friend because I want to sell you in. <laughs> I can't tell the story because it's too long. He was 
really rude. This guy was like, no, no, I was yeah, not rude. Yeah, you are. No. So I say, look, I want to still play. It's not my room. It's not my friend. Sorry. It's not my room. It's All right. My now uh, you're play. saying I'm rude. You're saying I'm rude. I have to tell the story though. Beta took us to this, like, it was like a tent of a casino. It was a terrible casino. We walk in, there's like a few tables here and there. Uh, Carlos likes roulette, I like craps. They don't have craps. Terrible, right? What casino does, has craps, doesn't have craps. So we go to roulette. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of roulette. Carlos is the luckiest guy I know. Everything he puts it on, he wins. Everything, I'm telling you everything he puts it on. Not true. So I, I should put it on everything he does. But like, I like to get the team galvanized, you know? Like we had four guys there, there was, it was a good group. We're, we're having a good time, I'm a little loud. And all of a sudden the guy chips me out. He gives me the big chips and slides them my way. I go, my friend, like, what are we doing? Like, I'm, I'm trying to put bets, you know? Doesn't say a word, just slides them back my way. <laughs> I go, I look at the group, I go, what's going on here? Like, what, I don't understand. Carlos immediately goes, I don't know this guy. Do not take my chips. <laughs> I have no idea who this guy is. And so I spend the rest of the night watching everyone play craps. It was the most ridiculous thing. I wasn't being rude. There's no chance. There's no chance. Every time he tried to put some chip, the guy say, you are out of the table. <laughs> that's a, that's a, what's, the Toronto what's the, casino is the worst anyway. The, the best casino. history I have in this club. <laughs> I promise you, it was so good. Fine. Now I look bad. I get blackballed from the <laughs> Toronto Casino. <laughs> All right. So you decide to come to LA. You had an awesome career um, starting off uh, in London, San Sebastian, coming to LA. Um, I, I want to touch on your kind of career throughout that time, but it all started with your uh, Golden Boot tournament at the under 17 World Cup, yeah? Yeah, that, that, that tournament changed my, my life because before that I was just a young guy and follow his dreams, trying to go to first division in Mexico and trying to do something, something good in football. But after that day it was like, let's go to London, sign for Arsenal. So I was not ready for that. So was everything too fast and I was too young. So it was a hard, hard moment for me. Was there a lot of pressure? Because I remember, I mean, as a young kid, like I wasn't able to deal with the pressure and I wasn't able to actually play on a professional level till I was in my 20s. I would not say pressure, but, you know, mentally you are not prepared for that, that much in all the situations because from nothing, you start to be a, a recognized player. Everybody start to talk about you. You start to win some money, and your hair start to be like. So was a hard moment because I, you need time to to process everything and start to come down and be normal. So the first year was was hard to be myself. It was hard to just enjoy life, play, and be normal because in the end we are normal people. But when you start, you feel you are better than the rest and you can do anything and nobody can say nothing. So that's the, the first mistake I make. And after some time, and 
the years going going on, I start to be a better person, a better player. Who on that team, Arsenal, uh, was there anybody that helped you out, like going through that transition? Because I, I mean, I had a completely different, uh, you know, career than you. I went to college, um, but I had a similar instance where, you know, I, I thought I was better than I was. And, you know, I had a older player take me under his wing and kind of show me the ropes and, um, you know, kind of lose that attitude because, you know, it's never going to get you anywhere. Um, but was there an older guy on the team that helped you out? Yeah, of course. And a lot of people try to talk to me because it's not only about that, but they're trying to make you a better player, better person. And the most guy or the guy was like always with me and trying to help was Fabregas because he's a Spanish guy, the same language. So for me, it was easy to talk with him. And he was always trying to say the right things to be better, better player and try to put me in in London in the life and culture so you know it was a big change for me so I was like where I am what I'm doing here and he was always trying to hey, go there try to do this I do that and was better so he was always trying to teach me a lot of things when you when you went on loan because a lot of that time while at Arsenal you you were on loan to different Spanish clubs is that where you fell in love with Spain and and ended up really wanting to go to Real Sociedad? Yeah, when I come, I come to, I signed with Arsenal, I was not allowed to play because in England you have to be European citizen or have games in the national team. So in that time, I, yeah. was, I was not yeah. ready to play there. So they sent me three years to Spain and I played there. I get the passport, the Spanish passport. And after that, I come back. But of course, for me, it was like really easy to go to Spain, the same language, the people are similar to Mexico. So I feel really good. So after that experience, I come to London. I see like, what is this? Raining every day. <laughs> like, I don't understand nothing. The football was really like athletic, aggressive. Like I say, no, no, I don't like that. I prefer to be in Spain. <laughs> so I try, of course, because Arsenal is a big club. I try to play. I try to be one of the best players in the in the team. But it was not everything like the way I want. So I said, look, I try, but it's not my place. I need to move. I need to go to better place for me, the place I will be happy. So I decided to go to Spain again. And after that, I was... I had a great time, so it was a good move for me. Well, I feel like a lot of your, I mean, not just a soccer career, but life has happened in San Sebastian in Real Sociedad, right? So you move yeah. on to, to Real Sociedad. You were there uh, about seven years. Um, you met your wife there. You had your first child there. Like, how was that time? At, I mean, seven years is a lifetime in a soccer career. I spent seven years in Vancouver, you know, married my wife, had my kid there. It's like a second home. I'm sure that's how you feel. No, oh, yeah, of course. When the people say to me like, hey, you, you don't have a successful like career because you can play in a better team. I say, no, I play in the team I want to play. And I play in the place 
I do I did my life, I met my wife, I have my baby. So I'm really, really happy to don't leave San Sebastian until I come here because they marked my life and make me a man, make me feel a family guy. So after that is some Carlos before San Sebastian and after San Sebastian. So for <laughs> me it's the the time like I changed my life. So I want to really, really hang happy. out. I want to hang out with the Carlos at the beginning of San Sebastian. I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> if you if you do that, you you have a divorce for sure. <laughs> I don't recommend that. If you want to have fun, yeah, but if you want to keep your family, don't do that. Please that was me. That. that was me in Philly, and then kind of moving to Vancouver. That's when my wife moved out and did everything. But yeah. Philly, Harvey, and uh, beginning of, of uh, San Sebastian Carlos would have been great friends. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so let's flash forward a little bit, Carlos, to now you make the decision to come to Los Angeles. And there's really very little here. Bob is here. John is here. There's a hole in the ground where the stadium is going to be. At the press conference, when we announce that you're the first designated player, the first any kind of player to join the club, we don't even have a jersey. You're on stage with the managing owners, Tom, John, Will Farrell is there, and you're holding up a T-shirt that says Vela with the LAFC LA. Um, I, I remember. I bet you remember. <laughs> so, and, and, and I remember at that time, people asked you why, and you just said, this is awesome. But you had to realize that you were taking some kind of a risk. Like, like I say, when I say, this is awesome, what's, Outside, inside, I was thinking that, what I'm doing here, in this place with this <laughs> jersey? I don't have a jersey. I don't have nothing. No, not even a jersey. No, yeah. I'm doing nothing. I say, <laughs> what I'm doing here? Where so, is the exit? <laughs> so, and, and, and I don't know if you remember, but before the actual announcement, you walked up on we were having an all-company staff meeting and yeah. i was in this jersey you walked by and i did the and then you had your hair was perfect and, and i, I put the mask a, pardon me i put my mask i gave you the lucha mask and yeah. the first expression on your face seemed to be my hair is perfect. You don't really want me to put this on. But then when exactly. you put it on. <laughs> Look, he's wearing a backwards hat. His hair is still perfect. It's always Doesn't changed. <laughs> but then when you, it's always been interesting when people put on that mask because we, we use that a lot. Um, some people become something else and other people don't know what to do. And you immediately took on a persona because you did this you were ready to go 
I'm Mexican. We are luchadores, you know. So we are always ready. We watch every Sunday the Triple A. So for me, it's easy to put a mask and be something different, you know. I transform myself after put the mask on. <laughs> but yeah, like like you say, like honestly, when I signed for LAFC, it was a a big move for me because. I left 12 years or 13, 13 years in Europe and I came to a team like, well, I, I signed something. I was thinking like, maybe it's not a team. I come there, come there is nothing. I was, <laughs> I was thinking everything. And it was an exciting moment because I was feeling like, look, I'm the first one. So I, I will try to make something special. I want to make something like, this is my sign. This is Carlos Vela. And I want to put everything on me to create something cool. So when I come here, I try to do my best. Every day I go to training or play a game. I do my best because, you know, when I stand here, I say, look, we have to put some show, some good things. The people in America like the show. So let's do something cool. So. That's why I'm enjoying because I feel like I'm part of something really nice and I'm enjoying. Right? Did it? Yeah. He he knew he knew the Jordan Harveys of the league would follow after he signed. Of he knew. course. He knew. Uh, of course. Of course. The first thing I think was like, please give me a gamble, players. <laughs> 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 and what's Harvey there? <laughs> was it? Um, uh, was it a motivating factor that John Thorrington has such great hair? I was more excited to see your cab and your glasses. And I said, oh, this guy is <laughs> nice. I want to work with this guy. And look, that's the <laughs> first second of the year. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's, he's kind I of. Good eyes. I have a good eye. Yeah. Yeah. He knows who to work with. All right. So. We're gonna do something real quick. We we did it with uh, Will last podcast, Will Farrell, and now we're gonna do it with you. But with you, it's gonna be the places that you've played. Okay, so it's start, bench, or cut. Okay, I think I have an idea of what you will choose, but let's see if you surprise us. So between the between the three major cities that you've played, London, San Sebastian and LA you have to start one bench one or cut one for a short cut London <laughs> I knew wait, 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 wait. give us some explanation give us some explanation well what, what I'm, I'm assuming because there's look no my tacos face. look my face no I mean that's hard hard moment for me like different culture different language no friends there i wake up it was dark i come back to training was dark i take a lunch was dark and i can continue I like that all day yeah, i would imagine though coming from like you were raised in cancun like a beach imagine, sun imagine. like like that would be very difficult i mean i very very this is this is completely different i'm trying to make some correlations here but growing up in southern california then playing seven years in vancouver where it's raining non-stop 
it was really difficult. Thankfully, there's like a summer there that has like two months of sunshine that actually let me have you some play, sunshine. You play indoor. In a dome. So that's true. That's, that's, that's a true. good thing. That's if true. If you put me turf, all day inside, yeah. it's good. I can, yeah, but I can, the turf. I more there. The turf took years off my career, and I don't have many left. So I can I can yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what are you what are you cutting or are you cutting London? What are you benching and starting? I will bench uh, LA. Oh, really? Yeah. Because because San Sebastian is home. My family is from San Sebastian, so that's the biggest impact in my life so i love this city but i love more my family so Man. easy what's easy to decide okay so um is it is it the it's it's the family is there anything else is it the food the restaurants or is that la has the food the restaurants no no better than san sebastian really Honestly, you have to go and i'm coming it's crazy I'm coming. Good food, good wine. Done. And Done. That's all you have to no. say. <laughs> good casino. <laughs> so for you, it's perfect. <laughs> for Larry, I don't uh, know. I have to think yeah. about it. My so, wife's going to start looking at our bank accounts, thinking that I'm gambling away everything after watching this. This is terrible. Sure. <laughs> so they tell me, Carlos, that you love tacos. So if we were to rate those three cities based on where you can get good tacos or a taco truck, does that change the order? You're telling me San Sebastian has better tacos than LA? No, they don't have tacos. <laughs> they don't have tacos. <laughs> Any. <laughs> and, and London is like so far from any sort of Mexican food. Well, but they have a good restaurant. What's the only good thing in London? There was a Mexican restaurant? Yeah, it was good. Every Thursday, I, I was uh, meeting Giovanni because Giovanni was playing in the same city. Yeah. And every Thursday, we go to the same place, the same Mexican restaurant. We, we have our food, some drink, and back to sleep. What's the, what best, was, uh, the best day of the week? What, <laughs> Thursdays. What was the place called? Uh, Mestizo, I think it was Mestizo, the name. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know how I say it in English. Mestizo. You will Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely will Google it. Okay. Um, you come to LA. Uh, you, I did research because I'm a professional. I did research. Um, you scored... You scored, let me look at this. We're going to have to edit this out because I'm going to have to find it. You scored out of around 180 games, you scored about 60 goals at Real Sociedad. You've been at LAFC 61 games and you've scored 50 goals. That's pretty freaking ridiculous. What is your favorite goal at LAFC so far? Well, I mean... I think the best one is the the one against San Jose. It's it was a thing of beauty. It really was. It's the kind of goal that that comes becomes the symbolic goal of a season. Oh my goodness! Around the keeper and in! I have not seen anything like that! What a goal! 
The one at home that you dribble. Yeah, I dribble yeah. everybody. Um, what's a good one? That was a good one. <laughs> what's a good I, one, I, Larry? I, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know Lima, the right fullback for San Jose. I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I, I feel bad for even bringing this up. But when you cut back inside and he was on the goal line, I, I just, man, like he lunged. I just feel so bad for him. I just felt so I, bad I, for him. <laughs> I was thinking going in with the ball, but I say maybe it's too much. And somebody can come and say, no, no, okay, let me finish. Because <laughs> that moment was like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Larry, do you have a favorite? Um, well, I, this, is, this leads to another question because, Carlos, you had a variety of great goal celebrations. Yankee Stadium, some others. But there's been a certain intensity to celebrations against, oh, let's say the Galaxy in the playoffs or in the second leg against Leon. Are the celebrations, do you think about these in advance? Like, oh, we're playing in Yankee Stadium. If I score today, here's what I'm going to do. Um, how does it come about? Yeah, normally, yeah. I think, well, I don't do too, too much crazy things. So I'm like a really conservative player. So I don't like to do, make circles after every goal. But of course, in some specific stadiums or games, you say, okay, I will do this if I score goals. But like you say, after Galaxy games in playoff or Leon at home, it's just the feelings in the moment, you know, just, just letting go and enjoy the moment. I think it's the good thing when you see somebody like cry like a crazy or connect with the people is because something good has happened. So in that part, I feel that goal is really special because it's in a special moment, like in special teams. And I feel good to, to have that goal. And I don't know if you've been asked this before and talked about it, but at home, at Bank of California Stadium, when you score, and you score often, um, you have a little bit of a ritual. Could you explain that for the millions and millions of viewers who are going to watch this? After goal? Yeah, you kiss your ring. Of course. Yes. To my family, always. Like I say, families first, and they are watching me. So for me, it's always special to score goals in the eyes of my family because first thing, they are there supporting me. And every score, every goal, I can feel my kid is start to see like, oh, it's my dad. So you start to put more more feelings in, in the goals because you see your wife is there and your kid is start to learn how is everything. So it's special. Larry, I don't, I don't score many goals, uh, but I, I did something similar to what, yeah. to what, to, no, no, <laughs> like, not LAFC, not LAFC with ah. Vancouver, with Vancouver. I, I scored a goal and I told my wife somehow in the last day or two that I would score a goal randomly, whatever. But I, I do, I do the ring 
and I point up to my wife in Vancouver where the, the family section is. And I think she's sitting in the suite, right? And I go like this. Lo and behold, she's like out somewhere else, maybe, maybe at the bar. I don't know. Like she was somewhere else. And I found out that she wasn't there. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. That's, yeah, just my, that's, that's Kim in a nutshell right there. But the good, the good celebration was in, in LA. Because you score a goal and you make like the baby two years before the baby coming, but <laughs> but like just in case, just if, if she, it's never, she gets pregnant, so I'm ready. I do it. <laughs> you guys are all like, is she actually pregnant? I'm like, yes. It's very early. Uh, it's like, never. We are trying. We're gonna, we are trying. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. yeah. It was never going to happen again. Kim was really early. I took a big risk doing that, but thankfully everything was healthy and we had the baby. But yes, it was very early. And Kim was like, really? You're going to you know, announce it on that, on that stage so early? I think we were like five weeks. So, Carlos, you remember that ball that Harvey headed in last year? Can you believe how <laughs> high he jumped? Yeah, of course. I, I saw every day in the gym doing crazy things so i say i think he weighs a lot a lot weighs because he will jump after a lot <laughs> like, i will put the ball really high and he has to get it because he weighs a lot he can i can put me in his shoulders and three people and he's still like go like He's, like saying a bull, that I'm, like a bull. he's saying that I'm very strong. He's saying that I'm very strong. Not that I weigh a lot, although I might weigh a little bit more than him. But he's saying that I'm very strong is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Larry. Something Thanks like that. that yeah. <laughs> so shifting, shifting topics, Carlos. So, so just so everybody knows, I don't have your phone number. So normally I will text Paul one of the uh, security guards, I'll, I'll text him questions for you. Um, but then ask there was that- my phone, my friend. What's that? You can ask for my phone, don't worry. Don't, don't be shy. I don't want to be presumptuous. <laughs> um, if you pass the line, I block you, so no worries. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can text me. <laughs> so, um, people won't know this, but we had an incident, uh, unfortunate incident, after the night we were celebrating the Supporter Shield and your very, very lucky boot went missing. And I started getting texts from Paul with screenshots of texts from you uh, expressing a certain level of unhappiness. But then a strange thing happened because you put on a pair of black boots and they became lucky and i'm just curious where did that come from well we started with a unlucky situation because if i promise you if i don't score any more goals i kill somebody i yeah. promise you. <laughs> i got that from because the tax <laughs> i used the same boots all season i was scoring goals 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 i was close to the record and you lost my boot i said i can't believe it this is not happening 
Where, where is my power? Where is my power? So I say, let me find some black boot on internet. So I put some page and I find a good ones by internet. Jordan helped me because he's the guy use always black boots. So I said, Jordan, where you take your boots? And he passed me the link. I said, okay, let me see. So I put an internet. I was boarding at home. And if I want, I say, oh, this one look good. Let me put some good things in the in white to just to make more fancy, you know? And I put, I, I buy it. I buy the shoes, but I say, can't be the same because this boot I bought on the internet, they don't have magic. <laughs> but lucky for you and for me and for everybody, they continue the legacy and we score more goals, we break the records. <laughs> and we are, we are here about because I find a good boot. I still with the same one. I still with the black ones and I'm trying to continue scoring goals. So would you say that that hat trick against Tim Howard that last day of the season where you broke the record and then you broke your own record, that really is, those are Harvey's goals. Well, the boots came from yeah, the black maybe boots. Maybe something, yeah, he have some credit, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Part of my bonus go to his account. <laughs> so <he> can gamble. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm yeah. gonna refresh. I'm gonna refresh oh. my account right now because I don't think I've seen. No. That. <laughs> Honestly, I send it by email. Some chips. Maybe ah, you don't take thank it. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> just make some bets for me. I think that'll. that'll I make send up the some chips from Toronto Casino, so maybe that's why you don't take, you don't receive it. <laughs> <laughs> they held them up. <laughs> <laughs> they send it to the other guy. <laughs> But yeah, he have a credit, yeah, honestly. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. You thanks, do a Larry. good job. I appreciate that. Um, That's why you're still here this season, because I say, hey, give one more year to Harvey because he sent me the boots. <laughs> so so, so I, I, I shouldn't be paying my agent. I should be paying Carlos. And, and I think it's, it's even now. It's even now. I got him the boots. And, and he got me the contract. Yeah, yeah. every good boot he sent me is one more year. So. <laughs> so let's talk about Champions League. So I draw the short straw and John Bob and Tom say to me, you go to Mexico City and represent LAFC at the draw. And the only thing John says is, hey, we're better than everybody in our side of the bracket. I just don't want to play Leon first. So don't draw Leon. So we go down there, and on the way in, it's a big show, red carpet, the whole thing. Nobody cares that we're there. I meet Miguel Herrera. I take a picture. It's all nice. They talk to me on a show because they're talking to every club, but nobody cares that we're there. We draw Leon, and on the way out, everybody cares that we're there. Everybody wants to talk to us. This is another one of these exchanges that I had with you through Paul because everybody wanted to talk to me about how you felt about it. 
And I'm curious, when you first learned that we drew Leon and you were going to go down and play in your home country, how did you feel about it? Were you excited? Honestly, the first thing I say is like, who take the ball? Who's, who you send and <laughs> take the difficult game? <laughs> you have to be fired tomorrow. <laughs> right. But once you and we say, okay. Don't I appreciate that. Don't fire him. Stay. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, good feeling, but bad feeling too, because it's hard to play against Mexican team. They are really good, good team. They have a good level. So when I know we, we will have to play in Mexico, I was like, oh, it's really nice because it's my first club game in Mexico. So it was exciting for me. But and the other part was like, why we don't take an easy team against and we can prepare the next round and we can be like, use the game for preseason because for us it's a preseason was the first game official game in the year so it was a, a difficult situation for us but after the thing we leave i would say thank you to you to take leon because they make us in a next level so it was a good thing for us as an experience it was interesting because we were standing for a few minutes together at LAX, waiting to leave to fly down there. And for the most part, nobody was bothering anybody. People weren't coming up to Bob. They weren't coming up to you. We were just all having peace and quiet and conversation, waiting to get on a plane. Then we land in Leon. And every baggage handler, every airport employee, wants a picture with you um we have a police escort and instead of worrying about the crowd the police escort everybody wants to take a picture with you and i'm just curious how you felt about that because life in la there's a lot of stars you're among them i imagine you can go out in public but down there you couldn't walk three feet yeah, well, I mean, it's a good thing because in Mexico, they love football. And if you play for Mexico and you do something good, they love you. They are like crazy for, for, the, for the players. So it was not surprised because every time I, I come to, to Mexico to play with national team, it's even worse. So for me, it was like so was a like normal thing, but really light. For me, it was like, okay, it's not bad. Come in, I sign you because in national team it's impossible. You can, you're gonna stop for a second. You have to go ahead and go fast because if it if you stop for a second, you stay there for all day. So for me, it was was a normal day, like a office day, but was excited because. I like to feel the love of my of my country and and it's a good thing because it's some of my work I make in all my career. So it's something like 
I really appreciate that. I say thank you to the Mexican fans, and I hope I can play more games. Going on top of that, um, you know, you've obviously made a lasting impression on everybody here at LAFC and, um, you know, had, you know, as such a, a good teammate, as a such, like a good, uh, you know, representative of LAFC. Um, and you talked about it earlier in your career with Arsenal, how you went through some growing pains. Everybody does that. What do you attribute your your attitude, your personality uh, to through your career? Well, I mean, I think I'm the guy, like, I always try to be in the middle, like, not really good, not really bad, you know. I believe in myself. I believe in what I kind of do, how I am. I don't have to show nobody, like, anybody to nobody. So I feel good. It, like how I am of course sometimes the people say like ah you are bad guy or you don't do interviews or you don't sign people but I don't do that because you know sometimes I'm in my war I'm trying to be focusing myself and you learn a lot when you are away home from 14 years I left my home for with 14 years so you have to learn, you have to, I pass a good moment, bad moment, really bad moment, really, really, really bad moment. So I feel all the bad feeling, the good feeling. So now I have, I can say like, okay, this I want and this is how I want to do it. So I don't care about what the people is thinking about me or what the people is talking about me. So I'm trying to focus in myself, in my family and the rest doesn't matter so that's how i am and is the way i i work but that's i mean that's my point like it's a common misconception of your personality everybody you've played with all the guys in in the lac locker room speak highly of you and you know i i, I just feel like you know people might get the wrong perception of the type of person you are for one reason or another but you know, at the end of the day, you put your work in, you do everything you can for the team, and you're always there, always healthy, always uh, putting yourself out there and always doing your best. And that's all anybody can ask for. And so, yeah, but you know, the, you know what's the difference? You and the, the teammates treat me like a normal person, like the normal I am. And when you go out and some fun is coming, they treat you like if you are like something bigger, something different, like you are not. So every person in this world comes to me like normal people, like talking with with me, like they talk with anybody, they have a good response from me. So it's the only thing I say, treat me like a normal because I'm a person. I'm the same guy like the other, the next door. So if you treat me like that, I would, be a good guy so good transition to i asked jimmy lopez who's the president of the 3252 and i also asked pat avilas who is our head of supporter relation what questions they would want to ask you and 
they're, they both ask essentially the same question. And I take you back before I ask the question, you and I were standing next to each other after the preseason match two seasons ago against Vissel Kobe. And we had won that match. And after the match, 32-52 was doing what they do. Um, it was loud. It was raucous. And you turned to me and you said, this is crazy. This is practice. I can't believe this. So the question that both Pat and Jimmy had for you is, what's it like to walk out on the pitch at Bank of California Stadium? and have the 32-52 doing what they do, what they've done from the first match against Seattle through Borussia Dortmund, U.S. Open Cup matches, playoff matches, you name it. What's your reaction to that? Well, the first thing I, I always say, because someday I, I spoke with some of the 3252 guys and I say look maybe you you don't see like after games I go to dance and sing with you but honestly I appreciate the love you make the the atmosphere you create in the stadium all the things they make it because they are a really important part of what the LAFC it is they make a special every game at home they sometimes push ourselves to be better team and sometimes they they win again because yeah. you know when you are down you start to see the people like crazy you are losing and they don't care about that and they still working on it i say let's go let's do it for for the fans and they are the most important part of the fans so when I don't go after a game. It's not because I don't appreciate it. I, I don't love them. It's because it's my personality. I say, okay, I, work, I finish my work. I do well. I go home with my family. But when I'm, in, I'm there in the stadium, I am excited. Right now, I want to play because I want to play with them. I want to make a party every home game. For me, it's really cool. Like I say, when I come here, I expect cool things and there are cool things so uh and now knowing that let's go back to when you first arrived in la and you were wearing your awesome mexico is the ship jacket and you came out of the doors and there was a group of early supporters there to greet you and the chiva mayor Julio Ramos leaned in and whispered in your ear. And because I saw it on video, at some point I asked him, what did you say to Carlos? And he told me that what he said to you was, you're family now, and if there's anything you ever need, we're here for you. So fast forward several years, because at the time, I'm sure, you weren't thinking much about what all of that meant. But now today, with a little bit of history behind us, how does that whispering in the ear resonate with you? No, I think like, I feel like that day was like, like today. Like if I was playing 
uh, years in the team was like connection until the with the first day, first meet was a, some connection, some good connection. I say, oh, something good is coming. So I just say thank you to all the fans because we are working together to to be the to create the the best team in in the league. So honestly, I think we are the best team inside and outside the field. So thank you, and we have to still working because we have to win trophies. From the moment that I signed with the team, from going to you know rallies or whatever, I feel like everybody's been committed to one goal, and that's kind of bringing everyone together. It's, it hasn't necessarily been, um, you know, obviously on the field we want to win trophies and we want to win games, but um, you know, it's it's bringing this this group together and creating this culture, and I feel like everyone's doing that from you know Carlos to. Uh, everyone in the 3252. So, um, you know, hopefully we're back at it once this quarantine is done and um, we can continue to, you know, do a sha-la-la with the fans and get it going again. And I know I will be excited. My family will be excited because they won't see my face every single day, 24-7. And um, we will get this thing uh, up and moving. But until then, um, you know, it's, it's uh, nice to be able to share these moments with you guys and uh, be able to have a conversation. And I know um, I appreciate it. I'm sure Larry does too. And thank you, Carlos, for your time and everything. Um, you know, it's, it's been really fun um, getting to know you over the last couple of years and um, hopefully it continue because you're going to continue giving me contracts. So I appreciate it. Of course, continue give me a good boots and you will still there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, thank you guys for making me pass a good time and make me find a good excuse to take a good glass of wine. So thank you guys. There I'm, you I'm done. I'm done, man. My bottle's done, dude. Uh, little bit. Too, I was thinking like when it finished to go to more. To take more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know that when we talked with Will Farrell, have you seen the movie Old School? No. Okay, so he sang a song in that movie called Dust in the Wind, which is an old 70s, 80s song by a band called Kansas. So he thought we should challenge every guest to sing that song. So we have a few choices for you. Do you okay. want to sing that song and see if you can sing it better than Will? Do you want to sing a different song? Or would you just rather pass? What? Talk, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I think instead of Dust in the Wind, I mean, I, my favorite song that is Spanish is Suavemente. And so I didn't learn that on guitar, but... I know, I know the words, and I think I'm going to shock you guys with a rendition of Suavemente. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wake up my whole house here. Okay. <laughs> Suavemente, besame, te quiero sentir tus labios, besándome yo sobre, suavemente, dámelo, besame, te quiero sentir tus labios, besándome otra vez. <laughs> hey, you have a good Spanish, huh? Eh?
Hey, wow. that's the only Spanish I know. I try my best. I try my best. No, no, you have a good things. You have small things. <laughs> if you said uh, that before, I take I play my guitar, but hey, you don't prepare me. Don't, 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 don't you even start. Don't you even start. I'd love what? to see you on. I'd love to see you on guitar, strumming it, strumming it like Coco, dude. My friend, congratulations on the girl. Thank you. Uh, that's, ama that's amazing news. I'm so happy for you and the anniversary, two years, hopefully many more. Um, Thank you. I, I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. For sure. Thank you for everything. And anytime, if you need me again in this show, I'm ready. Thank you. And I'll, I'll get your number from Harvey. Take my number and text me, please. Oh, I will sure. waiting for you. I will waiting for you. <laughs> Thank you, right, Carlos. Thanks, thanks, Carlos. Be safe, guys. Take care.